0: Hi there, James,
1: and welcome back on the couch. Indeed, Ian. It's been just too long. We've got some uh, rapid production techniques helping us out on today's uh, we have episode, where door. we'll be talking about our normal mix of new media and digital technology.
0: Yeah, and what's happening in the world of business, uh, technology, content delivery, a bit of gaming news.
1: Always a bit of mobile stuff and um, a weapons-tastic extras <laughs> this week.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Looking forward to that one. Um, so, cracking straight into the business news, um, it's been uh, an interesting time for view of, of late, who've uh, just, well, uh, so view if uh, if uh, you're not up to what's happening, is a collection of some of the broadcasters in the UK that are looking to do IP delivery of content.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of hybrid delivery, isn't it? It's digital yeah. terrestrial yeah. and with a hybrid That's... path, but in a kind of federated way.
0: Absolutely. Um, So a report in the Telegraph um, newspaper suggested the seven partners at the helm, including BBC, have failed to agree technical standards with the digital TV group, uh, which governs the the Freeview platform. there are issues Mm -hmm. with the development of the setup box, and Chief Executive Richard Halton has reportedly refused to commit to a launch date. Um, So uh, it was meant to be at the end of March, but it could be another six months or even Um, into the summer of 2012.
1: It's yeah. I mean, I must admit, I did think they had pretty lofty goals um, and had bitten off a little more than they could chew. And you know, well, they'll get they'll get there, I'm sure. But, they it, will, it, it, uh, but it's a it's uh,
0: it's a it's a hard thing to do to produce a hybrid box. It's very yeah. difficult uh, to do it well, make it a seamless experience.
1: Yeah, it promises a lot. Um, mm. So, and I think you know, trying to get conformance software in the set top box that's probably the hardest part. Um, you and I—we've both been involved in middleware for quite a while mm. in title boxes, and I think you know you, you can't build a new middleware overnight.
0: Um, no, it's a very difficult task, and um, yeah. which is a shame actually, because I was really looking forward to uh, being able to have a look at that. Because uh, being able to have that combination of all those terrestrial channels plus all the all the kind of back catalog content from all of those would have been just very nice. Just kind, of a, exactly. kind of the idea that BT Vision promised but never quite delivered.
1: Yeah, but I mean, other people are doing it in their own kind of way. Like, you know, the PlayStation 3 in, in Europe certainly mm-hmm. has got all of the catch up stuff available within it. And I guess it's the same in North American versions. So, you know, the, what they call, I guess, the horizontal channels and the smart TVs we saw at CES are starting to sort of integrate these in there. Mm-hmm. But I guess from a content provider's perspective, you can't really develop new interfaces for every single mm-hmm. platform. You just mm-hmm. want to have one method. And to be honest, this UView thing is just yet another platform. Um, and as it's going to be so late, there's an opportunity. I, I did see a uh, rumor today that uh, you know Apple might bring out. They might buy Time Warner. They might bring out a 50-inch TV. and They've got <laughs> billions in the war chest, so mm. you know this could be the hobby could be over. Um, mm. But we'll wait and see there. So mm. um, now, uh, Techno Holy um we haven't got much news on that have we no. sorry it's new new this new production editor spelling is <laughs> terrible my, my, in the show diving is but, terrible no not much yeah, new technology the, news the show notes will come out though the show notes will. will come out yeah,
0: absolutely yep. um but moving straight into yep. content uh honda are doing some interesting things on tv now tell us about that james
1: yeah what they've got is they've got an ad um mm-hmm. but there's a number of kind of Semi-social TV apps now out for the the iPad and Android and things like that, which actually mm-hmm. use the microphone on the on the phone or the pad device right. to provide access to additional services or uh, what they call sound syncing. Uh-huh. So, in fact, if you've got the application open whilst you're watching the Honda ad, and it will listen to the audio and Close, characters will yes. appear on the mobile application, which users can interact with. Um, and you know, there's a monkey dance. Uh, you know, it's just it's That's like cool. It's cool, but oh, quick! The Honda ads on. I must download the app and open it and do this. I mean, uh, these. I mean, these Honda guys are smoking something very special. If they think that everyone's really as excited about Hondas as they are, um, you know, maybe it'll go viral. Maybe I'm wrong, but
0: uh, well, uh, I don't know. But I mean, I could see something like this working with something that's. I don't know. Uh, see, that's the problem fundamentally. With I mean, let's just say the ads going right on the TV. Mm-hmm. The ads going for thirty seconds. Now if I have my I'm gonna turn the sound on here just for just for effect. I'm gonna take my iPhone, I'm gonna unlock it, I'm gonna hit my passcode thing. Right. I'm gonna yeah. go there, I'm gonna slide past, I'm gonna find something, I'm gonna pick a random app here, and I'm gonna open that. And it's starting to load, it's starting to load, it's now it's loaded. Now, tell our me the seconds
1: That was that was 20 seconds, wasn't it? <laughs> tell me that that <laughs> ad mean. on the TV hasn't finished. Come on, let's that's just a bit weird. Now, th- there's another app, something else on our list here in the show notes called mm-hmm. Into Now, which is an, is a something using another kind of sound recognition stuff, which they uh-huh. reckon is called Sound Print, and no doubt it's patented and super good, which mm-hmm. enables you to launch an app on your iPhone, which will then automatically, I think, tweet it mm-hmm. uh, or put it on Facebook. Um, Okay, and can cool. it identify what you're watching? I don't know whether it works all over the place because obviously it's got to know which show you're watching mm, whether it's mm. recorded whether you know where you are. I guess it can use geolocation to look at where you are mm-hmm. and then it's probably narrow down what you could be watching where you are. Wow. Um but that's you know, pretty again cool. I, so this I is kind of like that's um, available for everybody. Shazam
0: but for TV. Like I'm looking at a scrolling list here of kind of Twitter I don't know if this is faked up or what but uh, yeah. you know, there's both people saying uh, David Kay is watching Jersey Shaw. Michael M is watching The Daily Show with Jon Stewart.
1: Uh, Aaron is watching MSNBC News Live four minutes ago. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, they've got these things real, going around. You that's can that's also, cool. if you like it, you can say, I want to Netflix that. I want to look up more on IMDb. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite a good um, companion device for watching TV, I guess. But that's cool. Is, I mean, it, d- is it demo where now it's free? It's on the App Store. So, you mm-hmm. know, if anyone's used it, do send us uh, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. That would um, be great. That's we'll pretty we'll... cool.
0: But, I mean, that presumes that, that all your friends are into, into now as well. So you can um, – oh,
1: I see how it works. So you, no, no, you it looks no, what... up to Twitter and um, Facebook as well. So it's, mm-hmm. it is a social, social sharing.
0: Right. But within the actual app, you can see what your friends are watching and also add it to your Netflix queue, even as you're seeing that they're watching some – that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's Assuming cool. Netflix has it, of course. Yeah, true. Um, I don't
0: know if I can see myself using that, but it's a good concept. Yeah. Um, um, so moving from uh, content into books. So right. If you're not watching, reading books on your iPad and you're not reading books on or your, your Kindle, Kindle. Actually, in my uh-huh. travels in the last week or so, I've seen an astonishing number of Kindles kicking around. Um, yeah. Younger oh. people, older people, everyone seems to have Kindles everywhere you look. It's uh, quite quite astonishing.
1: Do they laugh um, when you bring out your Sony e-reader?
0: <laughs> they do. They go, "What's that? <laughs> it's not quite as good as mine." Yeah, whatever
1: feel um, my pain of my early adoption.
0: I know, but I'm an early adopter and I've got to try the cool, you know, technology when it comes
1: out. I so, paid three times as much as you did.
0: <laughs> that's right, and that makes me smarter. Uh, what? Um,
1: so... Right, well, this isn't actually a book. Um, uh, are you sounding like a chipmunk then? <laughs> no, that's suddenly.
0: my phone going off. I could okay. back on when I was trying that little test thing.
1: So, uh, Jolly Books. Uh, this is not... Right, Jolly Books aren't books, in fact. Uh, the right. thing about this is it's maybe more of a technology. Um, Company kind of mm-hmm. called Jolly Cloud. I think it's based in England, actually. Right. And they, uh, they do
0: kind, kind of a operating system. Kind it's of stuff. actually
1: an OS, kind of, it's a custom Linux distribution mm-hmm. which is plugged into um, all the social stuff. It's got a lot of built in mm-hmm. apps, but yep. it's kind of web based. So it's got, uh, uses VLC, it's got Skype, it's got Twitter, yep. um, Facebook Connect, all these kinds of things. But what they've actually done is, as well as, uh, you know, you can give life to your old. Laptop or netbook, mm-hmm. they've actually mm-hmm. come out with their own netbook as well, right? Um, which I guess is uh, maybe the guy always wanted to do it, I'm not quite sure why, but it's actually oh, 270 well, 279.
0: Ex- like that's pretty expensive it's, for a netbook, it's gonna be it's
1: pretty expensive for a netbook, and obviously that's not including any Windows tax or anything, no, so it must be. Um, yeah, but I, my understanding sense. of Jolly Cloud is that basically you know your whole life is on the cloud, so it must come with some kind of account, I suppose, mm-hmm. much like you know Mobile Me or or Gmail kind of thing. Um, Now, why would you buy one of these? Not quite sure. I think it's probably the Mm -hmm. the dream of the guy who made it to have a a dedicated bit of hardware, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a la Apple, I suppose, to to do something like that. Um, But the idea of the Jolly Cloud is that all your stuff is stored on the cloud. Uh, So if you could log in from various different devices, I'm sure there's a web-based interface as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe it's more... A manufacturer came to them and said, look, can we put Jolly Cloud on our our machines?
0: We'll call it a Jolly... So so the book is... So it's not about books; it's about the netbook.
1: That's what right, you should really read the show notes in. Yes, sir. you know what I mean. <laughs> I, should, I got a little excited
0: when I was reading the headline, thinking, "Oh, cool! Okay, so they're doing books <laughs> on, the, on Jolly Cloud. That's really are
1: these, cool. are these funny books? No, you're thinking, yeah. no, no
0: not, <laughs> not books at all. Okay, so um, that's Jolly Cloud and Jolly
1: Books. But yeah, so maybe this is a bit of a retro thing. Next story about um, Juiced. Remember Juiced? The from those yeah. guys who uh, started Skype. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently someone is
0: taking over the world with peer-to-peer kind of distributed
1: content well I think someone scraped up the wreckage of the company Mm -hmm. um, the Adconian media group Um, Mm -hmm. so they're trying to focus more on premium video um, whereas before they were doing kind of extreme ironing and things like that so (laughs) yeah it uh, was pretty crazy kind of stuff Um, yeah
0: so they're going to create the world's largest video platform effective immediately um, well, I'd take you with that, but let's say that he's the largest v a platform effectively. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got... Um,
1: they've got sort of like Jackass Unrated and Nomeo and Juliet Premiere and things like that. So they've got some stuff. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at it now. Uh, hmm. But and they've got a Juiced app for the iPhone and iPad. Okay. Um, but I don't really know. Maybe um, coming to Juiced is Jackass is coming on... The first of April, so they're getting right some content. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they're just another player. They've got a brand, I guess. The brand's worth something.
0: Yeah, so. but juice kind of came and went, and it's. Kind of, I mean, if someone said, "Oh, have you seen this on Juice?" I'd be going, "Ah, no, Juice was so last year."
1: Yeah, uh, I mean the top pick right now. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, from from Yuzu is Japanese bunnies get dressed up, <laughs> and we're not talking bunny <laughs> girls, you perverts listening. This is actually little fluffy rabbits with little hats <laughs> on. So, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, I wouldn't put money on Juiced, but you know, let's keep them good for them. I don't know, but them. all these, all these tips, James, seem
0: to be very short, like they're one or two minutes. Is this, Is it kind of become the YouTube of um,
1: Yeah, they, they're going to overtake YouTube, something? they're so really? much better than YouTube, that they're ten times better, so they're bound to win.
0: Right, mm. and they're Any, uh, yeah, it's yeah. still in beta.
1: I pity you at Vegas next week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the odds aren't, aren't very good on that. The odds aren't very good. Um, uh, no, no. I think,
0: so. I think no. I'll uh, put one on for the Packers instead. I don't
1: think um would like yeah, but I don't only. think
0: that's going to
1: happen. And in fact, we've got a little story about kind of Super Bowl related and gaming related, which mm-hmm. hasn't quite snipped into the old show notes there, but yeah, I will. We can um, squeeze it in. We can squeeze it in. Um, this is a story about, uh, you know, Angry Birds. Yes. Um, and they've done some tie up with Fox Filmed Entertainment, I think, who have a new movie out called Rio, which is, I think, uh, an animated cartoony kind of thing on the likes of um cars and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh which i think is about some birds in in rio <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> okay. but what they've done is is they've got a super bowl ad which right. is a angry birds rio edition so you know the same uh-huh. angry birds uh-huh. i'm sure a lot of listeners know about angry birds but they came out with like a halloween themed and a, right. a they christmas the theme, theme. theme it, don't they? they've got a rio theme Okay. So simultaneously, I think they're going to come out, Super Bowl launch, they've got this 30-second clip right. of Angry Birds going to Rio, so it's like a promo game thing, mm-hmm. and then I'm sure it'll be available in an app store near you. To Fantastic. Okay, so, cool. So
0: there's, there's our uh, Super Bowl link for the week. So yeah, that guarantees I'm going to have to get this out before the weekend. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, but you had a different uh, mobile something, Duke Newcomb, that Duke legendary game.
0: Series. Yes, uh, so Duke Newcomb Forever, which has been in production Forever and
1: Forever.
0: a bit more. Uh, I think about twelve years now. Has a new trailer out and a launch date.
1: Uh, really? Well, it's always had a launch date. Is it two? Is it time plus ten? <laughs>
0: May three, two thousand uh, and eleven.
1: That's pretty cool, isn't it? So yeah, and that's, if May you've seen the trailer, the trailer is actually
0: very, very good. Like it's—I uh, don't know if you remember the whole story about Duke Nukem, but Duke Nukem Forever—the story picks up where. You know, Duke Nukem had kind of pretty much done his job and wasn't needed anymore, and all the aliens had left. So, what was the point? And then all of a sudden, the aliens decided to come back, and then they're going, "Oh no, what are we going to do? Where's Duke Nukem?" And they have to bust him out to kind of save the world from the aliens again.
1: Um, all
0: right. Actually, it's not that original story when you think about it, but but the graphics <laughs> look great. Right, the
1: the um, it was more the um, I think uh, the brash wit. It yes, was bit.
0: yes, it was Good. all the, the the fun was not in so much the it's a first-person shooter, it was the fact that the guy made all this. It kind of almost like Arnold it was kind of a Smart f- Cracks.
1: first-person shooter meets Leisure Suit Larry. Yes. It. Leisure it's Leisure Suit Larry funny. evolved, you know, that kind of yep. thing. For those of you who remember Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, yep.
0: um, so back in the day. Um So that's pretty exciting games. Um I think the whole gaming world is excited that Duke Nukem Forever might actually come out because, you know, many, many games come and go and never quite make it all finally get released and they're actually not quite as good as everyone hoped, but... I think everyone's going to buy just, it... This one's for just never come out. <laughs> I think <laughs> everyone's going to buy it just for the hell of it, because, you know, surely...
1: Um, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know which platforms it's coming out on there. I can't imagine, I expect, I can't imagine the graphics okay. are, like, all kind of, you know, PS3 only or anything, so... Maybe, yeah. you know, PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3, so all the, all the major uh, high-def platform. Yeah. That is and be and you can great probably
1: up. do it with connect with your gloves on. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. that's cool. um. In the mobile world, uh, I guess I've come up, come up here with a Japanese app um, from uh, the name of the developer, here, but it's, um, it's kind of a, a, a switch or a, a combo between location-based services and kind of, I could say it's like LinkedIn, I suppose, Okay. but it's location-based so you can see people who are near you mm-hmm. and you can share your kind of professional nature with them. I think that's the idea. Okay. Um, it's more than just checking for your friends if you hanging around. It's supposed to be about information sharing and exchanging profiles. So okay. I so guess this is kind of where Facebook check-ins might go, where you could see people who aren't your friends nearby and you could share okay. bits and pieces with them.
0: So if you are at a, like, a conference or something, you could see all the people around you and see
1: what yeah. stuff they're into. I've actually they're... downloaded an app from my iPad called Schmooze, actually. hmm it does that, and you can register your and, and you can again see who's there, and you publish a like this is me. I'm at the conference because I want to find out, and I'm looking for people who can do this, and then that's you can cool. schmooze them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's legal in most so, states, uh, but um, <laughs>
0: that
1: sounds. But that looked that looked quite cool. good. It was a, an <laughs> Irish startup actually, schmooze. But this <laughs> is one called Encount Me, which looks kind of similar. <laughs> um, so a
0: Japanese take on it.
1: Yeah, but I guess this one I don't think is hooked up with any. It's not hooked up with LinkedIn or I mean, even LinkedIn has got a kind of a you can exchange contact with details by bumping. And there's another app mm. called Bump on the phone, mm. which I never found particularly useful because all these things until they go mainstream. Mm. Yeah, it's exactly. Not really you need very useful. kind of
0: a critical mass before it becomes useful at all. That's the problem with these things. Like, yeah, you know, with Facebook, it started out with you know if if more than a couple of your friends at your local university were on it, it was it was fine, but you didn't need the entire universe on it before it became useful to you. Whereas these ones, uh, this, sort, this sort of idea, like, I, I mean, I'm going to a conference on Mondays, you know, James, and, uh, you know, there's certain things I'm interested in, and it would be really great if I could kind of advertise that and have people come and find me to say, yes, I can help you with this thing, or we're interested in yeah. this thing. Uh, that, that would be great, because, you know, the whole difficulty of these conferences is actually trying to mesh with the right people. and spend all your time yeah, all these so, I mean, that's, and... that's
1: what schmooze do they try and get people mm. to you know promote our app as your mm-hmm. contact not a contact manager but way of meeting people and making getting the most out of it and i'm sure it's kind of a win-win thing but i'm mm-hmm. not quite sure how schmooze makes money because unless they get it from the app from the event organizer because mm-hmm. it's free obviously. Mm. um interesting that the, the uh, creators of encounter me which mm. we were talking about originally called kayak with a c at the end rather than a k uh-huh. um have some other wacky apps one of which appears to be um They've got poo arithmetic, which I won't go into. I'll have to look into the show notes for that. But one is called "Halls Eater," which I think halls are like um, mints, aren't they in America? Oh, okay. Um, if obviously you say in Japan so. as well. And this has cute girls holding out candy for you on your iPhone or iPad <laughs> screen. You then use your your fingers to eat the sweet, or even your lips, like this enthusiastic gentleman in the video below.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Where do we find these stories? <laughs>
1: well, there we okay, go. That's um, yeah. That's gonna, you just, definitely have to try that one. That's why you listen, folks, isn't it? Let's face it. Um, all really the crazy stories. Speaking of crazy stories, all.
0: James. Um, yeah, I think we can. We should definitely hop over into the other category.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, for those of you who listened to that bit, didn't skip it. Um, bit of a weapons-based uh, mm-hmm. kind of issue here. Um, one um, is some guys have come out with a new uh, Taser. You know, Taser. The guys that do these things. That, mm-hmm. that, that there's a new kind model called the Taser Taser X3. W with and the W stands for wildlife.
0: Oh no! Um,
1: It it enables you, and it's called X3 because I think you have three shots. Um, Because this is aimed for people who want to take down something like a moose or a bear. When just (laughs) one to tase it, is that right? Well, one shot wouldn't be enough. That's the thing. Right. So, and and, and this thing, I haven't got a picture of it here. It's like a. it's supposed to take down adversaries such as charging bears or moose. Well
0: that could be handy because if you're out you know um, I don't know and you don't in the woods and you don't have a gun or maybe you want to do it the humane way is that humane I don't know
1: um, yeah I'm just thinking some guy in jackass thinking hey
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's gonna be bad, triple tase
1: <laughs> me but uh, anyway if that's your bag you know pop over to taser and pick one up um,
0: provided that both darts hit the target separated by a reasonable distance a crippling 20,000 volt pulse current can then pass through generally cause a human to collapse immediately and it now emerges according to experiments by the Alaska Alaska Department of Fish and Game Operative that tasing will also incapacitate both brown bears and grizzlies, which occasionally give the authorities trouble in some regions
1: of yeah. states. Mm, but I'd um, still rather not meet one to be honest. <laughs>
0: well you can take down uh, elks as well and um, uh, <laughs> they're going to kind of another you know, tranquilizer.
1: And and really big villains on PCP. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um,
0: fantastic that's great Jeff um,
1: so the other one which mm-hmm. I think is more of a we talked a bit about you, you can forever is a mm-hmm. some guy who isn't a gun freak has developed a you new know, with the I guess on the technology side you can now get uh, pretty easy uh, gyro sensors and mm-hmm. uh, I guess uh, force sensors he's built one of these into a little um, microcontroller mm-hmm. with a and basically it will count the rounds you've shot from your machine gun which might sound <laughs> a bit weird but in <laughs> In North America, he says, I don't have a gun, but my uncle has lots. And so so he's made this little thing that bolts on to where you'd have... He said it was like a weapons attachment point on the side of the the rifle where normally, I don't know, you'd put your grenade launcher or something. And it counts down. There's a little display. It will count down as you fire the gun. Right. And it sounds a bit bizarre, but I mean... If you have ever used a weapon, you have to know how many shots you've mm. got left. Clearly, because well, that's course. pretty critical. Yeah, and there's no there's no readout on the side. It's not like a clicker or something. That's true. It's it's, your, it's like a this gives you a digital
0: defect in today's modern weapons. If you can't actually tell how many bullets you've shot already, I mean, seriously.
1: Well, especially if you you know if you fire like literally five bullets a second mm-hmm. and you've got full auto, you're going to empty a magazine camera. in. Yeah. Well, it's good to know. You know, you need to know what you've yeah. got in there. So, yeah. um, which I guess is part of the being a professional. Uh, hunter or military person, but this looks like quite a cool little add on, really. I thought, fantastic little hobbyist, you know. I don't know if he's <laughs> sold any of them, but uh, have a look at the video. Yeah, quite interesting.
0: Uh, It'll be very handy for counting those bullets as they pump out of your automatic shotgun. Um, <laughs>
1: well, it's actually a machine gun, to be honest. Sorry, it's a machine, machine gun. gun, right? Of course, <laughs> let's just be general, automatic weapon, <laughs> okay, anyway. Fine.
0: Well, very handy, so, and uh, good to see people putting their um, homegrown technology
1: for would use it. Yeah, amazing why no one's done it before. Can't believe it really.
0: uh, Outrageous, we haven't got to that point. Um, Well, I think that kind of wraps us up uh, this episode. Indeed.
1: Um, (laughs) Unless you've got any more stories, I think I've run out. I
0: think I've run out too. James, it's been a pleasure pleasure to talk to you and um, looking forward to uh, our post-Super Bowl episode next week. We can probably talk about whatever technology companies have enough money to run an ad at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Then about what's happening in the broadcast and entertainment technology.
1: Brilliant. Okay. So it's goodbye from you, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye. This episode of This podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with.